Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled The Damnation of the Ungodly. It shall be focused on a study of 2 Peter chapter 2. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we see those anointed in the end time by all kinds of spirits, and we see also Father saying, Lord, if the righteous scarcely escape, how shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So we pray, Father, thanking you for the grace of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus that you sent for us. May we not seek coverage or protection under anything except that blood. Turn us from all unrighteousness, and may we turn our feet unto thy testimonies and unto thy word. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 2 Peter chapter 2. Chapter 2 But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly, and deliver just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet, 
These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Anointed Ones at the End Time. This was preached in 1965 on July the 25th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 17 up to paragraph 60. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. I believe that we are living in the end time. I think most anyone that the scripture reader or even a, a believer knows that we are now at the end of the history of the world. Amen. There will be no use of writing it because there won't be anybody to read it. It's at the end of the time. Just when? I do not know. Just how long it will be? Not even the angels of heaven knows that minute or hour. But we've been told by the Lord Jesus that when these things that we see now begin to come to pass, then to lift up our heads, for our redemption is drawing nigh. Now, what drawing nigh means, I do not know. may mean, as the scientist said the other day on the television, speaking of the great thousands of miles break in the earth that's going to sink, he was asked the question, it could sink there. That's Los Angeles, the West Coast, and many of you have seen how they followed it with radar, went up through, broke in below San Jose, went across over into Alaska, out through the Aleutian Islands, about 200 miles out into the sea, and come back down into San Diego, went around and behind Los Angeles, and come up there. A great pocket. And all these earthquakes we've been having is the volcanic hitting this great uh, hollow dipper, like in there, I uh, can't call the name that they, they called it. However, when that shakes, that gives these earthquakes we've been having for years, on the West Coast. Now, it's cracked all the way around. And the scientist said, one the man said to the other, that could fall in. He said, not could, but it will. He said, but not in our generation, perhaps. He said, in the next five minutes or the next five years. We don't know just when. This week was sent me a headlines in the paper, a big hundred thousand dollar homes cricking and cracking the people moving away and they don't know how to stop it there's no way to stop it 
Indeed, God can do whatever He wants to, and there's nobody can tell Him how to do it. You build homes, you can make scientific things, and God is a creator of science. How are you going to stop Him? He can destroy the earth this morning by fleas if He wants to. Do you realize He could speak fleas into existence and they'd be 40 miles deep in a half hour's time? He just know to eat people right off the ground. He's God. He just does as He will. He's sovereign in Himself. Now, seeing all this accumulation of evidence that the hour that we now live in I think it's a good thing to rehearse these things and to draw them out since the seals has been opened and find out the truth of these things, as God has been so loyal to us with His grace to show us these things. I want you to notice here in Matthew 24, Jesus used the term of Christ, the C-H-R-I-S-T-S, Christ, not Christ, but Christ. Plural, not singular. Christ. Therefore, the word Christ means the anointed one. And then if it's anointed, there will be not only one, but many anointed. The anointed ones. See? Otherwise, if he wanted to break it down so we would more or less understand it better... He say, in the last days, there shall rise false anointed ones. Now, that seems almost impossible, see? The terms of anointed, but notice the very next words, and false prophets, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, plural. Now, anointed one is one with a message, and the only way the message can be brought out is by one that's anointed, and that would be a prophet. Anointed, there shall rise false anointed teachers. A prophet teaches what his message is. Anointed teachers. But anointed people with false teaching. Anointed ones. Christ, plural. Prophets, plural. And if there is such a thing as uh, a Christ, singular, then these would have to be anointed ones that their prophecy of what they were teaching would be the difference because they are anointed ones. Anointed. Now, it's a Sunday school lesson. We want to, to try to bring this to a real showdown by the Scriptures. Not by what someone else has said about it, but just reading the Scriptures. You may say, how can this be? Would the uh, anointed ones, what were they? Christ. C-H-R-I-S-T-S. Anointed. Christ and false prophets. Anointed ones, but false prophets. Jesus said uh, that uh, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. 
Now, someone might say to me, uh, do you believe that that anointing on those people means that it's anointing of the Holy Spirit? Yes, sir. The genuine Holy Spirit of God upon a person, and yet they are false. Now, listen close and see what he said. They shall show signs and wonders insomuch that it would deceive the very elected if it were possible. And they are anointed with the genuine Holy Spirit. I know this sounds very foolish, but we're going to take time and explain it by the word. That's absolutely thus saith the Lord, the truth. Now, Let's turn in our Bibles just a minute to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and begin with the, uh, the 45th verse. And see now as we read for a few moments on these scriptures, and then if we get to here, well, we'll give you, so you, if we fail to read all of them, then you get your Bible, and, and also you can read them as we leave here, and you go home, and, and you read what the Bible says about it. Now, to take our time to get a, a basic fact, because I'm making a statement here that's astounding. How can the Holy Spirit anoint a false teacher? But that's what Jesus said would happen. Now, Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 45th verse. Let's read now. Let's get begin a, a little behind it, the 44th. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. The rain comes upon the evil as same as the good. Now, to follow this up to another prophecy pertaining to this, may we turn now to Hebrews, the sixth chapter, for the next follow-up verse on this where Paul, bringing back to mind the same thing that Jesus said. Paul speaking now while you're hunting it, and you out in the broadcast, get your Bibles near you and a piece of paper, and look up this now, Hebrews, the sixth chapter, Paul writing to the Hebrews, showing them the shadows and the types, bringing them from under Judaism into Christianity, showing them how all the old things just foreshadowed the things that was to come. Paul speaking now, Hebrews 6, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T, singular, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance, dead works, and of faith towards God, of doctrine, of baptism, and of laying on of hands, on of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift 
and were made partakers of the Holy Spirit. I want to call your attention just a minute. Do you notice that's gift and not gifts? Partakers are not the heavenly gifts, but the heavenly gift. Sanger, Christ, Sanger, gift, Sanger, heavenly gift, and made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted of the Word of God. Tasted of what? The Word of God and the power of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew themselves again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For, listen, the earth drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it to bring forth herbs, meat, for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns Briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. Now compare that with Matthew 5, 24 again. Notice Jesus said the rain and the sun comes up on the earth and God sends it to prepare the food and the things for the peoples of the earth. And the rain is sent for the food, the herbs, but the terriers, weeds being in the field receive the same thing. The same rain that makes the wheat grow is the same rain that makes the weeds grow. How I had such a lesson on that one time when I first met the Pentecostal people. And it was a great lesson to me. I seen two men, one never heard speaking in tongues before. One spoken tongue, other than interpreted, vice versa, and would tell the truth. Say that there's many in here should repent tonight. There's women and men both, and people would raise up and go to the altar. I thought, how glorious. And then, with the little gift of the Holy Spirit, I talked to those men, just, you know, how in discernment, just a little way to find out. And one of them was a genuine Christian. And he was a real servant of Christ. And the other one was a hypocrite. And one of them, the one that was a hypocrite, was living with a black-headed woman running around with a blonde and had children by her. Was right there in the vision. Couldn't be denied. And I spoke to him about it. He looked at me and walked around the building. Now I was confused, sure enough. I thought I'd come into angels. Then I wondered if it was among devils. How could this be? I could not understand it. And for years, I kept my hands off of it. To one day, where George Smith, boy, goes with my daughter. We went yesterday up to the old mill place where I go to pray. After being in there a couple of days, the Holy Spirit brought this scripture back to me. For the rain cometh off upon the earth to dress it with herbs. But thorns and thistles live by that same rain, and whose end is to be burned, living by the same life-giving resource of God. Then I understood that by, Jesus said, by their fruits they are known. Now, therefore, 
the rain dropping down upon the natural uh, vegetation of the earth is a type of the spiritual rain which gives eternal life dropping down upon the church. For we call it the former rain and the latter rain. And it's the rain pouring out of God's Spirit upon His church. Notice, it's a very strange thing here. See, when them seed went in the ground, however they got there, they were thorns to begin with. But there the wheat that went in the ground and the herbs were herbs to begin with. And each herb producing itself over again showed that it was in the original beginning. And they will deceive the elected if it were possible. Those are getting the same rain, same blessing, showing the same signs, same wonders. See? They will deceive or shall deceive the elected if it were possible. Now, a thorn cannot help being a thorn. And neither can wheat help being a wheat. It's what the Creator of each one determined at the beginning. That's the elected. The same rain, the sun rises of a morning, it spreads across the earth as it had this earthen day that we live. And the sun, same sun, it rises in the east as the same sun it sets in the west. And that sun is sent to ripen the grain upon the earth which our bodies are made from. We are living by dead substance. That's the only way you can live. And if something has to die every day so you live, natural, then isn't it true that if your your body has to live by dead substance for natural life, then you've got to have something die spiritually to save your spiritual life. And God became material, flesh, and died that we might live. There's no church, no other thing in the world can save you but God. That's the only thing that they live by. Now, run the Scriptures. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And man shall not live by bread alone, for the physical, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And you see, we live by the Word. And that is God. Now, the sun comes across and ripens the grain. Now, it cannot ripen it all at once. As it goes on maturing, it constantly ripens until it comes to a full ear. So is it today. With the church, it started in its infancy, back in the dark age, where it's under the ground, it's grown now into maturity. And we can see it perfectly, how that God, through nature, always, you cannot...
not disturb nature. That's what's the matter today. We're flying bombs and out there in that ocean, breaking it and busting it around with atomic bombs. You're just breaking more of that dirt off all the time, dropping into it. You cut down the trees, farms will take you. Dam up the river, it'll overflow. You've got to find God's way of doing things and stay in it. Amen. We've denominated people in the churches and organizations. Look what we got. Stay in God's provided way of it. But you see, He sends the rain back to a subject on the just and the unjust. Jesus tells you here now in Matthew 24, it would be a sign at the end time. Now, if this sign is only to be known at the end time, then it'll have to be after the opening of those seals. It's a sign of the end. That would be when these things happen, it'll be at the end time. And it'll be a sign, now so the elected will not be confused. And these things, you see it? Then it's got to be revealed. Exposed. Notice, both the wheat and the weeds live by the same anointing from heaven. Both of them rejoice over I remember this, referring back to this instance up there that day at the Greens Mill, I, I seen that vision come up, and there was a great earth, and it had been all disked up. There went a sore forth burst. I want to keep that before you. Watch what goes forth first. Now what follows it? And as this man with white on came forth around the earth sowing seed, then behind him come a man, dark clothes on, looked very sneaking, slipping along behind him sowing weeds. And as this taken place, then I seen both crops come up. And as they come up, one was wheat. And the other was weed. And there come a drought. That one looked like both of them had their heads down just crying for rain. Then there come a great cloud over the earth and it rained. And the wheat raised up and said, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! And the weeds raised up and hollered, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Same result. Both of them perishing. Both of them going away. And then the wheat comes up and gets thirsty, and because it was in the same field, the same garden, the same place, under the same spout, there come up wheat and there come up terriers by the very same thing. Notice, the same anointing water brings forth the wheat, brings forth the weed. The same Holy Spirit that anoints the church that gives them desire to save souls. Amen. That gives them power to perform miracles. It falls on the unjust the same as the just. 
the very same spirit. Now, you can't make it another way and understand Matthew 24, 24. He said, there shall rise false Christ, false anointed one, anointed with the genuine thing, but be false prophets of it, false teachers of it. What would make a man want to be a false teacher? Something is truth. Now we get down to the mark of the beast in a few minutes. You'll see its denomination. False teachers, false anointed, anointed Christ, but false teachers. Don't know where you can sit. Just like here, some time ago, I've quoted this. I might quote it because we're hooked up across the nation. One day, I was talking to a friend of mine where this is coming in this morning in Arizona. And he had a, a citrus farm and he had a, a tree there which was an orange tree that was bearing grapefruits and lemons, tangerines, tangelos. And I forget how many different fruits there was on that one tree. And I said to the, the, the man, I said, how is it what kind of a tree is that? He said, the tree itself is an orange tree. I said, what has it got grapefruits on it? Why has it got lemons on it? He said, they're grafted into it. I said, I see. Well, now, I said, now, next year, when that tree comes forth with another crop of fruit, which they all write about the same time, I said, then... It will bring forth altogether oranges. If it's a navel orange tree, it'll bring forth the navel oranges, won't it, sir? He said, no, sir. Every grafted branch will bring forth of its kind. I said, you mean that lemon vine will bring forth the lemon out of that orange tree? He said, yes, sir. Will the grapefruit bring forth a grapefruit out of that orange tree? He said, yes, sir. That's the nature of the branch is grafted into it. I said, praise be to God. He said, what do you mean? I said, one more question. Now, will that orange tree ever bring forth oranges again? He said, when it puts forth another branch. When it puts forth another branch. Not when one's grafted into it, but they're all citrus fruit. And they live off of the citrus life that's in the citrus tree. I said, there you are. The Methodists will bring forth Methodists every time. The Baptists will bring forth Baptists every time. The Catholic will bring forth Catholic every time. But the church of the living God will produce Christ from the root Amen. the word every time. If it ever puts forth another vine of its own. Now, you can graft it in there. You see, every grapefruit, lemon, tangelo, tangerine, whatever the citrus fruits they are, every one of them can live in that tree, but bearing false witness of the tree, living by the tree. You see it? They are living and thriving on the genuine life that's in that tree. Now, there's Matthew 24. 24. Living by the same life. 
nothing. Right at the beginning, they're bearing false witness of that tree. It's an orange tree. Yet it's a citrus tree. And they say, this church, this denomination, is bearing record of Christ. And got a false baptism, false witness of the word, trying to say that the power of God was only for the disciples. Jesus himself said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel that ever branch that will ever tree ever bring forth. Ever branch that will be in the tree. And these signs shall follow the genuine branches. Or as long as it's a tree, as long as it's putting forth branches to the end of the world, in my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink daily things, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See the hour we're living? See what Jesus said? Remember, this is at the end time. Not back under Wesley, back there. Now at the end time this was to take place. Now, watch the scriptures. Let them testify. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you think or believe that you have eternal life. And they are the ones that testify of me. In other words, if this tree ever brings forth a branch, I am the vine, the tree, Ye are the branches. He that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. St. John 14, 12. Now, he that abideth in me, he that, him that was in my root at the beginning, that's the reason Jesus was both the root and offspring of David. He was before David, in David, and after David. Both root and offspring of David, the morning star, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, Alpha and Omega, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Both root and offspring of David, he that is the elected life, the predestinated life that's in me, and he is the Word. From the beginning. When he comes forth, he'll bear my fruit. Say John 14, 12. But others will live by the same thing, call themselves Christians and believers. Not all that saith, Lord, Lord, will enter in. Now, this is to take place and be manifested in the last days when the mysteries of God should be finished, as we'll get to a little later. These trees. The true vine and false vine. You've heard me preach on that since from years ago. How they've grown up together. Brought them in individuals and showed that from Cain and Abel, the two vines that met at an altar, both of them religious, both of them anointed, both of them desiring life and worshiping the same God. One was rejected and the other received. And the only way that the one that was received could have done anything different from his brother, it was revealed to him. 
For the Bible said, by faith. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain, which God testified that he was righteous. Jesus said the spiritual revelation of who he was. Who does man say, I, the Son of Man, am? He said, Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonas. Flesh and blood never reveal this to you. My Father which is in heaven has revealed it. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. What? The true revelation of the Word. There's the true vine again. Abel, by faith, you said it wasn't a revelation. What is faith? Faith is something that's revealed to you that is not yet, but you believe it will be. <clears throat> faith is the revelation of the will of God. So by revelation, and the churches today don't even believe in spiritual revelation. They believe in a dogmatic teaching of some system. By revelation, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain, which God testified he was righteous. Amen. I hope you see that. See where we're living? See the hour? I was talking to a, a gentleman not long ago, a Christian scholar and gentleman. He said, Mr. Branham, we refuse all revelations. I said, then you have to refuse Jesus Christ. For he is the revelation of God. God revealed in human flesh unless you see it, you're lost. Jesus said, except you believe it on He, you'll die in your sins. He is the revelation of God. The Spirit of God revealed in human form. You can't believe that, you're lost. If you put Him a third person, second person, or any other person besides God, you're lost. Except you believe that I am He, you'll die in your sins. Revelation. No wonder they couldn't see Him. No man can come to me except my Father draws Him. And all the Father has given to me in the roots will come to me. You get it? Oh, how we should love Him, adore Him, praise Him. To see the fruit of the Spirit in the last days and the bride tree ripening in the top of the time. The true vine and the false vine both had the same anointing. The water fell on both of them. No wonder he warned us it would deceive the very elected if it was possible. Notice, they look the same. They're anointed the same. But notice, by their fruit. How do you know, it, how do you know that isn't an orange? Because it's bearing a grapefruit. That vine's all right. It's living in the tree, but it's bearing a grapefruit. It isn't like the first one. And if a church says they believe Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forever and denies power, denies works, denies word, if, it, if the church that believes in Jesus Christ will do the works of Jesus Christ, it'll have the life of Jesus Christ. And if it isn't, no matter if the life is pouring into it, if it isn't predestinated from the roots... It'll bear grapefruit every time or something different. 
and the root shall bear Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it's the word coming up through the root, which he is the root, the beginning of time. Notice. But it's what they produce that tells you the difference. By their fruit, Jesus said, you shall know them. Man does not gather grapes off of a thistle. Although the thistle be right in the grapevine. That could be possible. But the fruit will tell it. What is the fruit? The word. For the fruit for the season. That's what it is. They're teaching. The teaching of what? The teaching of the season. What time it is. Man's doctrine, denominational doctrine, but or God's word for the season. Now, the time gets away so quick that we could bear on that a long time. But I'm sure that you, your president, I'm sure you across the nation can see what I'm trying to tell you. Well, we don't have too much longer to stay on it. But you might see that the anointing gets on the unjust the false teachers and causes them to do exactly what God told them not to do, but they'll do it anyhow. Why? They cannot help it. How can a thistle be anything else but a thistle? No matter how much good rain sprinkled on it, it's got to be a thistle. That's the reason Jesus said They'll be so close they would deceive the very elected, which is in the roots if it were possible. But it ain't possible. A wheat can do nothing but bear wheat. That's all he can bear. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the anointing that you've sent for this last day, that of your Holy Spirit. And as we see, Father, that you've opened our eyes, that we may see all the mysteries that were as he taught us saying in the days of the voice of the seventh angel and his trump shall begin to sound and the mysteries of God will be finished as when his voice will begin to sound the mysteries of God will be finished as he had declared unto his servants the prophets. So we thank thee Father for how his voice has gone forward declaring all the hidden things in your word and, and how Lord we've come to a full full understanding of the gospel. So we pray May, you turn, may that gospel accomplish that which you purpose for it to do, which is turn our hearts back to our fathers, that we might have the faith of our fathers. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, we are seeing the Lord. Amen. We are witness of that this evening. Amen. Hallelujah.
Jesus. <laughs>